Vera Payne. Cannabidiol, or CBD, is an active compound derived from the flowers of the hemp plant. With many new products containing CBD hitting the market, the consumer needs to get an understanding that all CBD is not created equal. Naturopathic physician Zora de Grand Prix answers questions about CBD and its various uses. Thanks for joining me, Zora. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How would you get into this? I am a naturopathic physician in Washington and in the state of Washington. And Washington was one of the first states to legalize what they call recreational cannabis and medical cannabis. So actually, the it was first medical cannabis that was approved and then what they call recreational cannabis. I tend to call it non medically oriented cannabis because it's not really recreational. It's a poor choice of words. And I'm originally a drug design chemist by training. And I came into naturopathic medicine because I had some issues with prescription medications, the degree of side effects, the fact that uh, very often one couldn't could tell me the mechanism of how these side effects were occurring. So I was drawn to the natural medicine field because it has much fewer side effects. So I became a naturopath and now I'm in central Washington and have a foundation that I go visit the homes of senior patients and do the work from individual patients' homes. All right. Now, CBD is a big topic right now, but what exactly does CBD mean? CBD is cannabidiol and it is one of the cannabinoids derived from the hemp plant. And CBD got its major start as far as recent history from cannabis as a plant has been used for up to over 12,000 years. But CBD as a specific cannabinoid was legalized under the 2018 Farm Bill Act. And it's derived from hemp and by law has to have less than 0.3% of THC in it. And it's non-psychotropic. So it's non-intoxicating. It doesn't get you high. And it turned out, so once this product was legalized, the research into its potential effects and its already somewhat known effects has started up. And we've been learning more and more. There's a lot more research needed to be done, but we've been learning more and more about the potential benefits of this one specific cannabinoid. You said one specific cannabinoid. Does that mean that there are more than one? There are well over 100 cannabinoids, and we're only now starting to discriminate between them and starting to learn through the research process what each cannabinoid does, doesn't do, what its mechanism of action is, how it produces the effect. So yeah, it's a new and really burgeoning field to find out what is what are the potential benefits of CBD and the other cannabinoids. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm thinking of like recently people are talking about Delta 8, how... That's a new one. So you're hearing all this new cool stuff that's coming from cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. Now, how does that interact with other medicines? Has there been research done with that yet? Some research. And again, this is a field in its infancy because until really recently, and, and the government has just opened up some of the sources of cannabinoids to researchers. So I expect to see that increasing. Uh, It also is going to be increasing because of the public interest in cannabinoids. But to answer your question, so the most research has been done on interactions between THC and CBD. So THC is the psychoactive, the intoxicating cannabinoid that gets people high. And CBD is structurally very similar, but doesn't produce a high. 
Delta-8 has about half the potential for intoxication, so people are turning to that, figuring that they, they won't get as high. But most of the work so far has been done with THC and CBD, and I've done work with patients because, as I mentioned, I'm in the state of Washington, and we have, we have some, some more leeway. But I've used combinations of THC and CBD to help people withdraw from opiates, to help manage pain. One of the problems in natural medicine is we don't have substances that reduce pain as effectively as, for example, the opiates, but there are obvious problems using opiates, finding out that a combination of THC and CBD can both help with withdrawal effect when someone, for example, is on large doses of opiates for chronic pain and wants to reduce that, we can help them using combinations of THC and CBD. There's also some research in the use of combinations of THC and CBD for sleep issues. One of the Sativex is a combination, is a prescription drug that's a combination one-to-one of THC and CBD. And that is being used to treat people with muscle spasticity, usually with multiple sclerosis. I've covered pain management, muscle spasms, and sleep. That's the tip of the iceberg for the combination of just two of the over 100 cannabinoids. Other cannabinoids that we're starting to take a look at are pretty powerful anti-inflammatories, and inflammation is kind of like the underlying condition for a lot of chronic diseases, if not every chronic disease. At some point, anyone with chronic disease has a problem with inflammation. So it's research that's just beginning, and recently, as I mentioned, is opening up, but we're really in its, in its infancy. It's, it's very exciting for those of us who want to use natural products to treat, you know, chronic pain or just, you know, the everyday issues that so many people are dealing with. I'm assuming here that this type of CBD treatment, it's in pill form. Am I correct in that? There are a number of different what we call delivery systems. So you can take it orally. So that could be a capsule or a tablet or an edible. The old the brownies, well, I'm in my 60s, so I remember the brownies from years gone by, but gummies are the most common edible. So that's one oral system. There are topical systems, so you can just put CBD product on your, you know, aching joint. And there's also inhalation therapy with vaping. With the inhalation, I only really recommend that for people who are dealing with acute pain, sudden pain, or sudden severe pain. That's very helpful because it's the most rapid delivery system. There's still a lot we don't know about inhalation of anything, and particularly CBD because it's in an oil usually, and we don't know the long-term effects of that. So I only recommend it for acute pain, you know, conditions that need a sudden treatment and sudden and rapid rapid kind of treatment. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, if you're smoking anything, especially like you think of cigarettes. So if you're smoking Mm -hmm. cigarettes, you know, that's unhealthy. So you could only imagine, well, smoking anything would kind of be harmful, but in what degree? Right. Well, one of the things that uh, now I write for Leaf Report, and it's one of the reasons I've been writing for them for probably close to two years now. And one reason I was so thrilled to be asked by them to write is they want the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, there's not an awful lot of ugly with CBD. Probably the only real ugly is that there are so many, it's such big money that it seems to attract a lot of individuals if they're more interested in their own pocketbook. And so that is, and there was relatively recently problems associated with some of the compounds they put into 
vape oils, and that scared a lot of people. But I still think even without those contaminants, which is a serious concern, I still hesitate. And like I said, I reserve recommending vaping. I actually never really recommend it, but I certainly talk about it if someone's interested and will emphasize that it's only for acute pain. But like I said, that's one of the reasons I really enjoy working for Leaf Report because they insist on accuracy. They ask me to provide valid scientific research. And in my experience, not everyone always appreciates the research. It, it's a little bit more of the hype. And I, I tell people I don't do marketing. I, I do accurate medical information as well as I can. We, we talked about the delivery systems there are quite a few delivery systems, and some are better than others, depending on what your needs are, what okay. an individual patient's needs are. In your opinion, what is the best way to use CBD products to get the most out of it? Well, it depends what your problem is. So, for example, if you're starting to, you're getting a little bit older, you're starting to experience arthritic pain, but it's only in one or two joints, then I would recommend a topical and just apply it to that those joints or if any relatively small area has pain, then I recommend a topical. Another area that CBD has been shown to be very helpful is if you're dealing with mental health issues like depression, anxiety, and in that case, you also want to use an oral delivery system. As far as the specific oral delivery system, I personally like the hemp taste. Not everyone does. I personally tend to use the oils or tinctures, but if you don't like the taste or you would prefer to use something like a gummy or a capsule, that can work as well. Now, is CBD something you can take all the time? CBD has what we call a very wide therapeutic window. So it's safe over a really wide range of doses. But at Leaf Report, and I certainly do this with my own patients, we recommend that you follow this start low and go slow approach, which means you start with the lowest dose you can manage. If maybe it's a capsule and you can get 5 or 10 milligrams. If it's a gummy, I often recommend people cut it into four pieces. Depends on the form of the gummy bears are tough to cut into four pieces. First, even actually before you start, you set a goal. Say, for example, you want to sleep through the night. So that's what you want to achieve. And you start with the lowest dose possible. Give it a week or so at that low dose. And I often tell people to record what your response is because people tend to forget that sort of thing. So if the first night you slept maybe four hours, next night, five hours, next night, five hours, maybe a little bit more. So you keep track of how well your body is responding and you slowly increase that dose until you get to the point where it works. This accomplishes a couple of things. While CBD is very safe, there are some side effects that different people experience in different ways. For example, you can have a dry mouth. Some people have GI distress, whether it's nausea, loose stool, uh, diarrhea. Again, the old idea of getting the munchies. Some people experience a reduced appetite. You might experience drowsiness, which is, of course, if you're looking for sleep aid, that's not really a side effect. And fatigue, slight lowering of blood pressure are typical side effects. However, CBD can interact with prescription medications. So at Leaf Report, we always recommend that you talk to your healthcare provider. That's not always so easy because not every health care provider is 
uh, fully up to date. So I often tell people, talk to a pharmacist. Pharmacists, by their profession, have to keep up to date not only with over-the-counter stuff, but also with prescription medications. And they have the information sources, they have the databases to determine if there is a potential interaction with a, a prescription medication that you're taking and CBD. They do interact, usually not at the... So that's the other reason to start low and to go slow. And finally, you're not paying for more than you actually need. We tend to have this idea that more is better, and more is often not better at all. So if you start low and go slow, you find your ideal dose. It takes a while. It may take a few weeks to find what works best for you, but there's not enough research really done at this point to give that broad generalization of dosing. And frankly, I think it's it's better to do it this way because, you know, everyone's different. Everyone responds differently. That's why the list of side, that's one reason why the list of side effects may be 20 or 30 items long because everyone experiences these substances differently and you have to find what works best for you. Now, we've talked about CBDs, and it's really popular right now. I've even seen it in pet food or pet supplements. But is this something we should be giving our animals? I used to joke that the only thing I can't figure out is how to get my cat to vape. But for cat, well, in general, I would recommend you, you can try CBD for animals, but I would strongly recommend you get absolutely THC-free substances, so zero TH or CBD isolate, or where you know it's even lower than the federally regulated 0.3%. The reason is that we know in dogs, THC can be lethal, and in cats, it doesn't seem to be as big an issue, but you want to make sure that it's as pure just CBD as possible. The research on dogs and cats is limited, so we don't really know. And I've, I've talked to a couple of vets, and they're using CBD. But once I start talking about the start low and go slow, they really like it for especially smaller animals. So yes, you can. A lot of people really find it beneficial, but I would start even lower than... Uh, you know, so for example, if you're, and cat and dogs don't necessarily, again, like the taste. So you may want to get an oil or a tincture and mix it in with food, but starting with one drop at a time, for example, and then very slowly increasing it and making certain that you watch your animal to find the right, exact right dose for that animal. So it appears to be safe. I would be particularly cautious, especially with small animals, because there's very little that we know. And I would recommend, strongly recommend using absolutely THC-free product, especially for dogs, because that, that we know that some amount of THC can be harmful to dogs. Well, Zora, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. For those listening, where can they find more information about you? About me, my website has to do with my writing work, and that's medicalwriteandedit.com. Most of what you can read uh, of my work on Leaf Report, where we examine CBD products up and down, left and right, and do our best to give you an open, honest, accurate evaluation of different products, give you as much education as we can, and try to open up the world of CBD and emphasize things like read the lab reports, but not only read the lab reports because, you know, one of my big surprises in life is 
because not everyone's a geek like I am. So we show you what to look for in a lab report and how to read those and how to interpret them. So it's really the nitty-gritty of education on CBD. And so a lot of my work you can read, particularly related to CBD, you can read on Leaf Report. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNRadio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne, that's all one word, and don't forget to share the show with your friends. 